pizza kind of weighs heavily on you after a while, but um, just I'd just like to bring a thought to your attention here. Uh, in first or excuse me, Second Corinthians chapter four. I mentioned this at the end of our at the end of our video there. Uh, in the part where I was wearing the brightly colored shirt, you know, I, I didn't warn you about my style choice there, but no, it's not just my style choice, but the uh, if if I wear that kind of clothes, you know, over there in the Ivory Coast, I get a lot of credibility on the street, okay? That's what that's all about. Uh, it's very authentic. But uh, as I was talking there, I was talking about 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and the verses that the Apostle Paul t- uh, has written here. And... Uh, this is what he said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's just take a running start at it here right at the beginning of the chapter and read a few verses. This is what he said. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. So he's talking about how he carried out uh, his ministry to the Lord. He says, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. But by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. I want to stop right here. When he's talking about manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience, this is what he's saying. The word manifest, manifestation, is it's like revealing. He says, this was our, this is what we did. The Apostle Paul, as he traveled around, you know, he would go into synagogues, he would go wherever there were people, he would go and uh, the word manifest simply means that he revealed the truth. He brought the truth. Okay? Verse number three says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Uh, a powerful verse and uh, one that well, we'll come back to it here in a second. This is what he says In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, shine on. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Again, he's talking about what it is that he preached. He's saying this was our message. We weren't preaching ourselves. We were preaching Christ. This is the message that we brought to you. This is the truth that we manifested to you, that we revealed. Number six, he says, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So he's, he's saying that when we, in our ministry, we came to you to manifest, to reveal the truth of the light of the glory of God. The, the light, excuse me, how does he say it? Uh, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That was the gospel that he he brought a, 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 uh, a truth that was light, and it shined into the hearts of unbelievers. Now, verse number 7 says this, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Paul, the Apostle Paul says, We have this treasure in earthen vessels. What treasure is he talking about? If I were to come to you today and I said, hey, uh, did you know you have a treasure? Uh, <laughs> or if you came to me, I'd, I'd be like, wait, tell me more. What, what treasure are you talking about? Right? Um, uh, it, truth be told, 
in this passage, the treasure that he's talking about, what is the treasure? The treasure is what he, he's referring back to the previous verse, okay? Remember what he said? God has shined in our hearts. He has given us the light. What did he call it? The light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And he calls that a treasure. But yet he says that you and I have this treasure in earthen vessels. In earthen vessels. I've thought a lot about this picture that the, that the Apostle Paul uses of an earthen vessel. I think, why would he choose, why would he call us earthen vessels holding the treasure of the gospel? You see, the, the, uh, the word vessel here is simply a container. It's just the Tupperware container that you put your leftovers, you know, that you put your leftovers in to put them away in the fridge. That's a vessel. It's just a container. That's all it is. Vessel, uh, an earthen vessel, like he's referring to here, is a vessel, is a container that's made out of dirt, right? So why is he picturing you and I as vessels, containers made out of dirt? We, we might think of clay jars, right? Clay pots. Why, why is he calling us clay pots? Carrying the treasure of the gospel. And there's two things that I see here. And very quickly, back in verse number three, he said, but if our gospel be hid, to them that are lost. You see, God uses you and I as earthen vessels, as clay pots in his hands so that the gospel not be hidden. See, what do you mean? The gospel is available to everyone. That's why we have missionaries going around the world. That's why you have uh, missionaries to come tell you about the, what they're doing around the world to reach gospel. It's because that gospel that we're it was designed for everyone. It's within reach of everyone. It's, it's available for everyone. But to some people, it's see it. As the verse, we don't have time to go deeply into it, but the verse says that their eyes have been blinded by the God of this world. So that it's there, it's available to them. The fact that Christ died in their place to take the punishment for their sins, he rose from the grave so that they can have eternal life, it's available for everyone. But yet to some people it's hidden, and it's our job to manifest it, to reveal it to those that need it the most, those who are lost in darkness. So God chooses to use us as earthen vessels in his hands. And uh, if you've ever had the experience of, of having something that was, it was within reach, but you couldn't see it. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, for me, it's, I lose things. Um, don't ask me how frequently. Don't ask my wife because she she will probably she could tell you stories about how I lose things, right? And lose my car key. Well, here's the frustrating thing about that to me: when I drive the car home to the house, and then I I can't find the key when I get there, right? I know I I had to have had the key to drive the car home to the house, right? So it has to be in the room somewhere. But I just can't find it. Somehow I misplaced it. And this happened to me once. I've searched for like a couple hours. And I, to this day, I don't know what happened to the key. Right? Thankfully, there was a spare. Um, but, you know, it's, it was right there. It had to have been there because I used it to drive the car home. Uh, but it was right there within reach somewhere. I just couldn't see it. Or another example. Recently, uh, last year, we were at a missions conference. And uh, after one of the evening services, I was, uh, uh, we were gathering up our kids and everything, you know, head to the car and get home. And 
get to bed, and uh, I was starting to call my son. Uh, it was Daniel, you know, looking, looking between the pews where he had been playing earlier, and I, I looked around and realized people were kind of looking at me funny, and uh, I was holding Daniel in my arm right here, and, uh, you know, he's looking at me like, Dad, what are you doing? He was right there in my grass. It was like uh, he was failed. I was just so tired, I guess, but, uh, you know, is, those are silly examples of something being lost right within reach, but you can't, you can't see it. Are you with me? But it's much worse, much, a much more sad thing, much sadder, uh, when the gospel is within reach of someone, but, but it's veiled. They can't see it. They can reach out and take it. Uh, they could reach out and, and accept Christ. They just need to be made aware of it eyes are blinded and that's what our role is as uh, as earthen vessels but then i want you to see uh in verse back in verse number seven this is what he said about these earthen vessels he said we have this earthen vessels the excellency of the power may be of god and not of us and the word here when he says that the excellency of the power may be of god that it's like it's almost like he's saying so that it's like he's explaining he says, God is using you and I as earthen vessels in his hands, simply clay pots holding the treasure of truth, the treasure of the light of the gospel. He says, so that the excellency of the power, and the word excellency, it, it refers to the extreme amount of the power. It's like the, the huge, uh, immense power that is in the gospel. He says that power comes from God and not from us. You see, when you and I allow ourselves to be used as earthen vessels in God's hands, the power of that, that treasure that we carry, the treasure of the gospel, the, the treasure of light, the treasure of the knowledge of the glory of God, the power of the gospel doesn't come from us. And we ought to be reminded of that by the fact that God calls us earthen vessels. Now, ladies, I, don't, I guess tomorrow's Valentine's Day, right? hope I got that right. Um, anyway, uh, tomorrow, uh, if your husband were to bring you a bouquet of flowers for Valentine's Day, um, and you were to go in the, the cupboard and look for, if you were going to look for, this is what my wife does, she looks for a, con a, a container, like a vase or something, that she can put the flowers in, and she can set it on the coffee table or, or wherever, on a shelf, in the uh, wherever it is, so that it can look pretty, right? Well, if you were to open your, your, your cabinets and there was a ugly, dirty uh, vessel that looked like it was made out of dirt, okay? Most likely you would push that to the side and you'd reach to the back to get a beautiful porcelain vase or a, a glass vase, something that's going to look pretty. Are you with me here? That's what you're going to put your flowers in to set on the coffee table to look pretty. Because the, that container will draw attention to itself. And everyone that, that comes into the room will look at it and they'll say, wow, that is really pretty. If you were to set out the, uh, the, the old dirt clay pot, you know, people might look at it and say, wow, that, is, that doesn't really look great. The flowers are really pretty. <laughs> okay, the flowers look nice. The contents are good. But the outside is really not all that appealing. But that's actually the role that the Apostle Paul pictures you and I as. 
when we are Christ's servants, as vessels in his hands, uh, containers carrying the gospel to the world, we are simply clay pots. We, we aren't there to draw attention to ourselves. We aren't there to uh, have everyone praise us. We aren't there for everyone to look at us and say, wow, you, you're doing really good. Wow, you, you're amazing serving God. That's not what it's all about. It's about the treasure that's inside. And the, the Apostle Paul is telling us that uh, when we are doing our job as simply earthen vessels in his hands, that, that's all we are. We're just clay pots in his hands. When we do that, the power of the gospel, the gospel is powerful, but it's not coming out of us. That, that power does not come from us. It comes from God. And as a result, people look at that and they say, wow, look at how beautiful the treasure of the gospel is. Look at how wonderful God is and the vessel itself isn't all that important. So the two things, I don't know if I said it uh, clearly, but the two things that, that the two reasons that God uses us as earthen vessels is so that the gospel is not hidden to those that need it and it's so that he gets glory. It's so that he is glorified through us as we are serving him in that capacity. And uh, so I hope that that makes, that, that, um, that you can see that as, as the Apostle Paul is speaking here in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We have this treasure in And, uh, you know, one day, I, I don't know when my life will be over. Um, I kind of hope it's a little while still, you know, before then. But one day, I believe I will stand before Christ and, and have to answer for how I live my life. Um, I, think, I think the Apostle Paul is pretty clear where in the Scripture. But on that day, if I were to stand before him and he says, Nathan, you, you know what? You looked really good serving me. You know, I could, could have set you on the coffee table and everybody would think you looked good. But, you know, you, you, weren't, very, you weren't very useful. You know, because you were consumed with yourself. Uh, you were, you thought you looked great, but you weren't very useful to me. That, I would, that's not what I want to hear, okay? I would rather hear him say, Nathan, you, you, looked, you didn't always look great because you were a clay pot. You know, you were a vessel made out of dirt. Sometimes you look like dirt, okay? <laughs> but I was able to use you because you were yielded to me. That's uh, much what I would much rather hear from the Lord. And I, I hope that you can see that from this from the scripture this afternoon. We are all we're called to be is clay pots in His hands. So uh, that's a, it. Should be a pretty easy job, right? We'll be a clay pot in the Lord's hands. All we have to do is yield to the Master's hand and do what He what He has for us. That's what it's all about. It's going to the coast for us. Uh, you know, serving the Lord, bringing the gospel to people. We're just clay pots in His hands, and uh, we we want to do the best that we can. Uh, to serve him in that capacity. So I don't think that there's anything else I wanted to say about the ivory.